Heavenly Father, we humbly approach your throne, acknowledging you as the one true God who spoke the heaven and earth into existence. I pray that you bless this message, bless this, bless this ministry, and open up the eyes and ears of those that need to be opened. I pray that your will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4 for the reading of the scripture. And he began again to teach by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea and on the land. And he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine. Okay? You understand, underline that word doctrine. We have doctrines of men and doctrines that are in this Bible. Okay? A doctrine that's in this Bible, we can prove it with scripture. But doctrines of men, we can't prove it with the scripture. There's no support for it. And that's why whenever you were in a conversation and stuff starts sounding wacky, just ask them, can you please show me the chapter? And if they're really a Christian or an authentic, they got no problem saying, yeah, brother, let's go to the chapter, man. But if they, if they, if they ain't got a chapter for it, then guess what? Then it jumped on some erroneous theological bandwagon that it shouldn't be on. So make sure, make sure that you check something out in the Bible before you repeat it over and over and over again. Make sure it's an actual doctrine that can be supported by chapters. That's plural. And he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine, hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and yielded no fruit. And others fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought some, and brought forth some thirty, and some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said unto them, He that has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, He that has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto him, These that have ears to hear, let them hear. I said it three times, right? If you got ears to hear, right, and eyes to see, then you already know what's going on. You already, you got discernment in your heart, okay? 
You know there's a lot of fake churches running around here with fake messages that have turned the whole time in church to a how it's all about you message. And not about Jesus' message. See, a lot of these churches, they got the same message. Your breakthrough is right around the corner. It's all about you now, right? What about Jesus? What about being all about the word of God? What about all about serving the kingdom of heaven? Okay, somebody had to hear that. But when you look at the new popular church trend, the, the breakthrough trend, that's what I call it. Because all these churches now seem like they're on the same page. As long as you're talking about your breakthroughs right around the corner, they can fill every seat in the church. If they start talking about sin, guess what? Folks are going to start uh, you know, looking for the breakthrough church to join because they don't want to hear about sin. Pastors don't even teach about sin no more. You know why? Because they don't want to lose the people who are tithing to them. That's why. It's obvious. And when he was long, they were about him with the twelve and asked him of the parable. Now he's going to explain the parable to them. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without all things that are done in parables that seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understand at least any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them and he said unto them know ye not this parable and how the will ye know all parables the sower soweth the word who's the sower? Jesus is he's the sower he sows the word okay but you can be a sower too. You can sow the word. You can teach people the word of God. But you know it's funny on how all these churches talk about if you sow a seed, a financial seed of X amount of dollars, God's going to bless it tenfold. And guess what people do? They start throwing money at the church thinking they're going to get something back. So in reality, is it from the heart? You think that's from the heart? Really? Knowing that the only reason why you give them to the church so you can get something back. Come on now. You know that ain't from the heart. That ain't from the heart. That's misleading God's children. I, I, am I the only one to figure, to figure that one out? I know I ain't the only one to figure that one out. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not the only one to have figured that out. It's got to be some other Christians out there who have figured that out and caught on to it. But you know something? It sounds good, right? It's like if I can do something for God, he will do something for me. If you want to do something for God, how about serve him? That's right, serve him. Put him first. And then he'll bless your life. Try to make a deal with God. Well, I gave I gave a hundred dollars to God, and I'm gonna get a ten thousand back somewhere because I gave a hundred to God. Really? Well, you your heart ain't in it. You you playing. You an actor. You ain't your heart's not in it. And some of you just don't know. Because you don't want to question the pastor. You can question any pastor on this planet. As a matter of fact, I advise you, before you decide to join a church, make sure you then line up what the Bible says. You can question a pastor. Walk up to the pastor and say, hey, pastor, how do you feel about this doctrine? How do you feel about this doctrine? How do you feel about this teaching? What's your view on this teaching? If he don't want to answer, you know something? <coughs> That's a problem. That's a problem. Because I don't want to go to no church if I can't talk to the pastor. And the church is that daggone big, guess what? Make an appointment. 
so he can figure out how he stands on all these theological doctrines. You know, the doctrine of Christ, what he taught. That's very important. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable, and how then will ye know all parables? The sower sows the word, that's Jesus. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their heart. There we go. There we go. We got the Satan involved in this process. When you're trying to teach somebody God's word and teach somebody the truth of Jesus, Satan is already implanting some nonsense in their brain. Here's one of the things. Well, how do you know Jesus really existed? Really? Really? Every credible scholar on this planet, historian, every historian will, will admit that Jesus Christ existed. Now, they may not admit that he's the son of God, but they have to admit that he was crucified because there's outside evidence that support the crucifixion, non-biblical evidence. Okay? That's just an example I'm giving you. But like I said, you know, and, and Satan's got a problem. He's got an argument. He's got, he's got some kind of way to put doubt in your mind. No matter who you are, where you grew up at, he's got a terrible argument against God for every people group on his planet. Okay? And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their heart. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately received it with gladness, and have no root in them, in themselves, and so endure but a t for a time. Afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You got people who get saved, right? And some pastor then told them, now that you saved, you Superman, ain't nothing gonna happen to you. Okay? Just right. And then one day they wake up sick. Or maybe they have a car accident. Or maybe somebody in their family have a car accident. Or maybe somebody laughs at them because they're a Christian. Or maybe somebody says, you know something? I don't know why you believe in God. Or something happens. Something happens. A attack by Satan again. And sometimes it's just people. Let me tell you something. The world hates Christianity. If you think the world loves Christianity, you ain't reading the Bible. You're not reading the Bible. The world hates Christianity because the world hates Jesus. All right? They love all these other religions. You know why? Because Satan made all these other religions. You don't believe me? Yes, he did. You know why? Because they don't lead you to Jesus. Anything that leads you away from Jesus is not of God. Not of God. And I'm talking about the Jesus of the Bible. Okay? Not the, not the astronaut Jesus. Some people think Jesus is an astronaut. And you may laugh, but, you know, I tell you what. There's a whole lot of people out there that think Jesus is an astronaut. Some people think Jesus is just a prophet. He's more than a prophet. Some people think he's just a good guy that taught a lot of good stuff and that's it. You got to have the right Jesus. The Jesus that was crucified and was resurrected. Okay? 
100% man, 100% God, but he wasn't like us. Even though he was 100% man, he wasn't like us because he did not sin. And he could go into God mode anytime he wanted to do and complete and, 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 and perform miracles. We can't do that. So even though Jesus was kind of, sort of like us, but he wasn't like us. He was a man wrapped in flesh. That's true. He was. And he, he, you know, he showed emotions. He had emotions. But don't get too carried away with it. He could go into God mode anytime he wanted to. We can't go into God mode. We can't walk on water. Well, Peter could, you know, in the next chapter it goes into that. But however, a whole lot of things that Jesus did that we can't do. Period. We can't do. Even though we got the power to perform, you know, healings and we pray for healings and stuff. And he gave the apostles a lot of power that they got things done in the Holy Spirit. But don't get carried away thinking that Jesus was like us. Right? He came down here. He took on the flesh. He submitted himself. He humbled himself. But he wasn't like us. He didn't sin. He had no problem with resisting sin. If anybody ever tells you that Jesus sinned, they're a bare-faced liar. He ain't never sinned. Alright? So yeah, he was like us, yeah, in a way, you know, yeah, like, you know, flesh and all that stuff, but you know something, he wasn't like us. It's not like a contradicting statement, I know, but let me tell you something, he wasn't like us. Because we sin. We wake up in the morning thinking about sin. I guarantee you in an eight-hour day, sin crosses your mind Maybe a couple minutes, maybe 30 seconds, maybe not at all. You know, maybe a split second, but it crosses your mind. Sin never crossed Jesus' mind. Not even a two-second thought of sin. So no, he wasn't like us. No way, no how. Okay, here we go. And, and these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure for but a little time. Afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. And the cares of the word world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things enter in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. You know something? I'm going to tell you something, my friend. Satan's got a deal for everybody on this planet. If you just follow him. No matter who you are, he got a deal he's ready to make for you. And most people get so caught up with trying to make it. Trying to survive. Caught up in the rat race. And then next thing you know, Jesus used to be at the front of the burner. Now he's on the back burner. You know? You ain't really got time for him. You don't read the Bible like you should read the Bible. You don't go to church like you should go to church. As a matter of fact, you don't even talk to God. You can wake up every morning and have a conversation with God. You know? Just thank God. You know, we worship God in spirit. All right? He can read your mind. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have made an abode with you. Everywhere you go, guess what? God is already with you. 
if you're an authentic born again sanctified Christian and when I say born again sanctified Christian you know what I'm talking about you made a verbal confession that you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and resurrected forget that sinner's prayer you can throw that thing out the window you need to tell God that you believe his son died on the cross for your sins and was resurrected that's what God wants to hear not no man made doctrine called the sinner's prayer that's the doctrine of man show me the sinner's prayer in the bible show it to me show me the sinner's prayer in the bible but I can show you John 3 16 okay as far as I'm concerned they need to take all these churches that are reciting the sinner's prayers and they need to delete that aspect of their program and just talking about John 3 16 that's not a doctrine of man that's the bible what you want to go with? What's in the Bible? Or what some guy that pinned up? Hey, this is really cool. Let's get him to tell. Let's get him to say this. I'm a bad guy, Jesus. I'm really messed up. I want you to come in my heart because I love you. And we can have a relationship. That ain't what the Bible says. The Bible says, believe on John 3, 16. Whosoever believes that Jesus Christ died on the cross for his sins will have eternal life. That's what you to believe. If you've never done that before in your life, and got suckered in by the sinner's prayer, get on your knees now and say, Lord, I believe your son died on the cross for me, and I believe he resurrected. That's what God wants to hear. If you can't say it, you don't believe it. That's the rule I live by. If you can't say it, you don't believe it. And what is supposed to say? That Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and was resurrected. You can't say it, you don't believe it. That's the bottom line. Anybody can say the sinner's prayer, but it ain't getting the job done. You know? Be sure, John 3 16, the most powerful verse in the universe. And these are and these are they which are sown of good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, and some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said unto them, If a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed, and not to be set on a candlestick. For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it could come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what you hear. With what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that has, to him shall be given. And he that hath not, from him shall be taken, even that which he has. And if he said, so is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed spring should spring and grow up, he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the fruit, the full corn is the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth immediately, he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. And he said, Whereunto shall whereunto shall we like liken the kingdom of God, or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth, it is less than all seeds that be in the earth. 
But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. All right. And many such parables spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it. But without parables spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. Check this out. He taught his disciples. Okay. Jesus Christ personally taught his disciples. Do you realize how much knowledge the disciples had? After Christ was crucified and resurrected, the Holy Spirit brought back all that stuff that Jesus taught them. You know, on Pentecostal Day when they all gathered together and they received the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit came by and, you know, came in. The Holy Spirit made them recall everything that Jesus taught them within a three-year time frame. Wow. You know how amazing that is? To be personally taught by Jesus? Guess what? We have that same comfort now. Because if you are an authentic Christian, born believer, authentic Christian, believe it on John 3, 16, and not the sinner's prayer, then guess what? The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are dwelling within you right now. And they want to personally teach you God's word. But you got to read the Bible. Okay? I mean, I love churches. Churches are great. But you need to know what the Bible says before you hop on down to a church, sign your name on the dotted line, and say amen to everything the preacher say because you want to fit right into your new church family. But what are they teaching you, brother, sister? This is serious. You got a Bible. There's no reason for you to not to have an opinion or check out every doctrine that's being taught and just ask one question. It don't matter what your view is. You want to make sure you're right. And if your view is wrong, you need to stand up and change it and see if it doesn't line up with scripture. Don't let emotionalism have you supporting a chapter or a view, I'm sorry, a viewpoint that doesn't line up with God's word. If you've been a Christian longer than 10 days, <laughs> I'm joking. If you've been a Christian for a long, long time frame, you know there's different views on a lot of doctrines. What are you going to do? You're going to say, let's agree to disagree. That, that, no, 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 no. You think God wants you to agree to disagree? No, God wants you to be spreading the truth. All right? So it's your job to rip your sleeves and find out what is a doctrine from God's word and what is some man-made doctrine somebody and put together based on one verse. That's very important, brother, sister, whoever you may be. We're going to reread 33. And with many such parables spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. And the same day when the evening was come, he says unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there was also with him other little ships. And there rose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was not full, and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they woke him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he rose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace. Be still. How about that? 
Remember those words. Peace be still. Before you walk into a situation, and you know that situation's off the chain, you just say, peace be still in the name of Jesus Christ. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Like I said, Jesus was a man, but not like us. How about that? Check this out. They went over to the other side, because that's what Jesus did. He shared the good news gospel everywhere he could. And there were other ships following him. So wherever he went, there was a massive group of people following him on land and sea. Okay? Alright, remember. John 3.16, the most powerful verse in the world. That's what you want to believe on. That's going to get you there. Okay? And check this out. Make sure you got your doctrine right. Don't just jump on anything because some famous pastor said it on television or you join a new church and you want to fit in and you saying amen to amen to everything but you are aware there's many different views on different, different doctrines. You need to sit down and figure out which one is right and do not let your emotions get in your way. Alright? So that's Mark chapter 4. We're going to continue on with Mark chapter 5 uh, next week. I hope you enjoyed this sermon. Remember, study God's word to show yourself approved. Know what the Bible says. Know what the Bible says. You gotta, you gotta wrap your sleeves and you gotta do the work. All right. You need to read the Bible. You need to know the Bible. You need to know what it says. And don't be afraid to question any doctrine, but do it because you want the truth, not because you're trying to start some problem. All right. Stay in God's word. Talk to God every day. Stay in prayer. And remember, Jesus is Lord. Amen, amen, amen.